turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So if you look out and see flags at half-staff and wonder, why are the flags at half-staff? It will be because of the death of former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. Harry Reid, who died from pancreatic cancer earlier this week. Uh, He was in his 80s. Harry Reid was referred to by Rush Limbaugh as Dingy Harry. He was one of Rush's very apropos nicknames because Harry Reid was kind of a curmudgeon a guy who made life difficult as the Senate Majority Leader during the Obama years, and a guy for whom the uh, personification of 1 Corinthians one nineteen rings true. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Harry Reid is most famous, or infamous, for invoking what was called the nuclear option when it came to Supreme Court nominees used to need 60 votes to get a Supreme Court justice confirmed. Harry Reid was like, no, no, no. We are going to get one of our liberal justices confirmed by reducing the amount of votes that are necessary from 60 to 51. Ooh. Well, that came into play quite handily for the confirmations of uh, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Now, had Harry Reid known that his nuclear option was going to get one Democrat confirmed and three confirmed during the four-year administration of Donald Trump, I doubt that he would have done it. But he did what he thought an intelligent man should do at that point in his service to his country. And the consequences of that ring true today with a conservative majority on the court. And I hope very soon we can add to Harry Reid's legacy by saying that his decision to invoke the nuclear option is what triggered the overthrow of Roe versus Wade. That would be phenomenal. And that would also be a personification of, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Mitch McConnell. I cannot make up my mind. If Mitch McConnell is on our side. Or not on our side. I suppose you don't speak ill of the dead. But I also don't believe in lying. So I think a hearty no comment. Would have been a better response for Mitch McConnell. When asked about Harry Reid. He said I never doubted that Harry was always doing. What he earnestly deeply felt was right for Nevada and our country. Does that include when Harry Reid lied about Mitt Romney? Blatantly lied about Mitt Romney not paying any taxes during the 2014 presidential election? 
Did Harry Reid earnestly believe he was doing what was right for our country? Yeah, probably. Probably he did. And let's not forget, Harry Reid was a duplicitous liar and someone whose best efforts to twist and repurpose the brilliance of our founders has come back to haunt both him and his party. And let's hope that doesn't stop going forward. Of course, in the Associated Press account of Harry Reid's life, none of his stupidity invoking the nuclear option was mentioned. So like I always say, I never run out of fodder to illustrate how crooked, corrupt our media is. But not all of them. I don't know how a guy like Josh Rogan survives at the Washington Post. But Josh Rogan, and I feel bad for him being at the Washington Post because he actually is a guy who is committed to wherever the facts lead him, not taking the facts and going where he wants to go, using some of them to support his personal viewpoint and ignoring the others that do not support his opinion. Josh Rogan has done as great a job exposing the lies of people like Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak and Francis Collins and Rochelle Walensky and Joe Biden and others as it concerns COVID as any journalist out there. But unlike Alex Berenson, who can no longer work at the New York Times and now has to exist on Substack, Josh Rogan's managed to keep his job. So here is Josh Rogan in one of the highlight cuts that we've played for you during 2021, talking with Megyn Kelly about the lab leak theory as it concerns COVID and where it emanated from. Initially, of course, the lab leak theory was mocked, and you were a nut job, a crazy person, if you said that the coronavirus that has now killed over 800,000 Americans came from a lab in Wuhan, China. Never mind, there's a Wuhan lab of a virology lab, and oh, the virus came from Wuhan. Oh no, the two could not be related. Finally, though, the evidence became overwhelming, and I will credit some of the wokesters out there, like Bill Maher and others who pointed out, uh, this makes pretty solid common sense evidence that it came from the lab. But here's Josh Rogan and Megyn Kelly talking about the phenomenon of journalism's failure to evaluate information as it becomes available and report on it honestly. I'm not saying we know the lab did it. We don't know. I'm just saying we should investigate it. And all of a sudden, these journalists can't, they can't think again. They can't you know, re- resist the, the they, they have, they must resist the idea that they might have been wrong a year ago, you know, which I say if I'm wrong and then tell me I'm wrong and I'll change my mind. If I get new information, I think new things. That's just how I think it's the honest journalism should work. But for a lot of people, it's just like, no, P- Pompeo is uh, uh, not credible. The scientists said this. And then we get to the WHO report. The guy that the WHO gets to do the investigation is Peter Daszak, who has a clear 
conflict of interest as I've ever seen in my entire life. They rejected the people that the U.S. government wanted them to put on the on the. Then they had an investigation that was, you know, determined. The scope was determined by the Chinese government. The the investigation was overseen by the Chinese government. Tony Blinken said the report was written by the Chinese government. And then you have the same scientists who have been denying this the whole time, who have the clear conflict of interest, say. Oh, no, it couldn't have been the lab. We don't need to investigate the lab. Forget about the lab. We went to the lab it's for three ridiculous. hours. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Thankfully, we have a few good ones out there. And my hope is that Kelly Leckler proves to be one of the good ones. Now, I don't know Kelly Leckler. She is the new editor of the Columbus Dispatch. Alan Miller is concluding a 37-year career at the Dispatch. <laughs> I can't imagine... Working for that newspaper for 37 years. I can't imagine how many times Alan Miller had to go home and swallow hard and make a business decision not to push back against the true ethics of journalism. Because a story that either made somebody, former publisher John Wolfe, wanted protected kept them out of the news, kept them out of the headlines. Or now, where Alan Miller knows in his heart, yeah, this story by Haley B. Miller isn't really fair, but we're going to run it anyway. Yeah, we're not going to make her stay within the parameters of fairness as she talks about a Republican candidate for whatever office it is. We're just going to let her run wild and misappropriate facts and lie with statistics and other things. Where is Alan Miller going? Oh, of course. You know where he's going. He's going to academia. He's going to teach at Denison University. Yikes. He's going to train more journalists to be bad journalists, like he's presided over in many areas of the dispatch for years. So Kelly Leckler gets his job. So I went to her social media to try to find out, okay, what are we in for? And right now at this point in time, her social media is pretty benign. It's just promoting stories that they've written. Yeah, I know they do a lot of, they're beholden to the woke agenda there and the CRT agenda and all that other junk. But none of the stuff that I found on her social media um, convinces me that she can't possibly be an improvement over Alan Miller. But... Very rarely do these things go well. Do we think Kathy Hochul has been an improvement over Andrew Cuomo in New York? No. Usually, the left replaces somebody who gives up their power with somebody who is as bad or worse. But I will give Kelly Leckler the ability to impress me otherwise. And I will just say that I would welcome her to come on and talk about her philosophy of journalism. And what she thinks the dispatch's role is in shaping the conversation locally. Because there's no shortage, no shortage at all, of areas where the dispatch could perform a true public service to our community. I'll give you a suggestion, Kelly Leckler. Every time you feel like you guys need a faith perspective on a story, you run to Tim Aarons at First Congregational Church at Columbus. I would challenge you. To enlarge your sphere of contacts in the faith community and incorporate someone 
who actually adheres to biblical principles and has a biblical worldview first and foremost, rather than someone like Tim Ahrens, who prioritizes his own personal beliefs and how he feels things should be, rather than what the Word of God tells him it should be. That, that would be a great place to start. So I wish we could end 2021 on a different note, but we seem to be stuck in this uh, undertow of stupidity, insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and what? Expecting a different result. We are doing the same things over and over and over and over again as it concerns COVID, and we are expecting a different result. We will not get a different result. Here's the headline. Members of the Ohio Hospital Association and Ohio Children's Hospital Association are encouraging the state's schools to consider mask requirements as COVID-19 numbers continue to climb. The group shared a letter yesterday with Governor Mike DeWine's administration asking for it to be distributed to all of Ohio school superintendents, administrators, and school board members, encouraging a masking policy to help limit the spread of COVID-19. So we did this in 2020. We did it in 2021. And we're going to do it again in 2022. But why would we not? Why would we not? We're canceling games again. Bowl games, high school games, college basketball games. We're doing it all again. Did it work the first time? Well, I would say no, it didn't work the first time. Because the other headlines that I'm looking at every day, Ohio reports, 20,320 new COVID-19 cases. It's highest ever number during the pandemic. Okay. Were we masked? Were we vaccinated? Were we distanced? Were we boosted? A large majority, yes. And no, don't give me the, well, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, you crazy unvaccinated people. You're the reason. No, the numbers show that Omicron is infecting 80% of vaccinated people. I'm not saying that 80% of Omicron cases are vaccinated people. I'm saying that if you were vaccinated, only one in five of you will not be or has not been afflicted with Omicron. It does not offer you protection against Omicron. But we're going to do it all again. Because why? Because we got to do something. Or, or... Because, well, they're doing it, so we're going to do it too. Yeah, but it's not working, what they're doing. It's okay. They did something, so they can't be accused of doing nothing. This is madness. It is utter madness. And we are going to do it over and over and over again. I heard Nicole Wallace on MSNBC Tell me what I thought was, well, uh, I didn't realize this was the science. But here's Nicole Wallace sharing the science, how you can't avoid COVID. Yeah, I mean, 
Jason, you see how difficult this is for this administration. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks, buy the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere except when I sit down. And Wait, she wears them everywhere except when she sits down. She's thrice vaccinated, mask adherent. She buys K95 masks, buy the caseload. I wear them everywhere, except when I sit down. So I guess if I stay seated, I don't have to worry about getting COVID. Well, maybe when I go into a restaurant, I know when I walk in, they want me to wear a mask. But when I sit down, I can take it off. I am continually amazed at the number of people who are willing to be a sheep, a lemming, who are willing to engage in follow-the-leader fallacy when the policies instituted by our leaders have been proven completely ineffective. And it's not at all a criticism by me of their efforts to fix this. I think the efforts are noble, understandable. My criticism is, eventually, don't you throw up your hands at employing the same things over and over and over again, pounding the table that they work. These man, We know these mandates work. We know vaccines work. Really? If we know that, why are the cases now higher than before? Why have more people died on Joe Biden's watch with vaccines and boosters and greater clarity when it comes to ventilators and therapeutic treatment. Why have more people died now than before? I mean, I, until COVID, never met a politician who wasn't looking for an escape hatch when blame was there to be assigned. The escape hatch here, people, is this is a virus. And the phenomenon of a video or a joke or a song or a saying, let's go, Brandon, going viral is that it spreads and there's nothing you can do about it. That is the escape hatch. And they won't take it. Instead, they will continue to cajole, hector, wag their finger and contend that their policies must be done again because why? Somebody's got to do something. Government is God. They can save you from everything. This is lunacy. This is insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again. Sometimes the only option is not a great option. We got to press through it and deal with it and get to the other side. That's the only sensible answer. It can't make you feel good. I understand that. But it all depends on whether you'd rather be told the truth or be told a lie. And as long as I have this microphone, I will tell you the truth. Not my truth, the truth. 
Have a great rest of your year. Talk to you Tuesday.